Hey, hey, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you're listening in um, from the comfort of a safe home. And um, for those of you who may not be and you're just listening for inspiration, I honor you. I honor you uh, for joining into this energy and getting inspired because 2018, you can make it something different. This episode of, of Owning Her Health, episode 32, is hopefully going to inspire you to do just that. Um, the featured goddess, Beth Learn, is a friend of mine from the West Coast of, of America. She's up in wonderful, beautiful Washington State. She's a fellow women's health professional and... Mama Guru, natural loving. I, I see Beth and her platform, her company fit to be, and that's FIT number two, letter B. Just a wonderful display of exactly what I'm talking about in terms of the work I do with, with mentoring women of saying, hey, let's find your purpose. Let's let's see what the life that you're in, what you've chose. Let's honor it. Let's not worry about is this a mistake or whatever. Let's see what you've chose. Let's let's turn those passions of family and core values and, and combine it with, with what you know, with your wisdom from your life so far. And what she did is she did that. She is like a, a homestead loving spirit, a mom of a 12-year-old girl and a 9-year-old boy who is now empowering women through her company, Fit to Be. And, and that blossomed basically out of a conversation she had, you know, feeling a little broken, feeling a little postpartum-y and, and someone nicely her, who ended up being her partner in her company, who is a conscious male, by the way, not another female, just kind of said to her, hey, what would you do? What would you do if sky was the limit, um, you didn't have fear and you could, you know, basically bring your yourself to the forefront be you know make make your story out there and significant and she just off the cuff said hey I would basically take all my years of teaching these fitness classes and exercise classes and my love of you know having children and 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 just looking at my 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 changing body and my changing life, my changing priorities and start an online fitness show and um that's what I would do. I, and I, and I wouldn't shame women in it. I, I would, I would actually honor her and, and, and loving and embracing the body she's in, helping her restore the core and, and, and connect with her pelvic floor and her connect the floor with the core and the rest of her body and, and, and her empowerment through that. And here we are 2017 going into 2018. And Beth has a beautiful community teaching 45 countries worldwide. Um, basically teaching classes from her living room. I mean, how awesome is that? It's like, was my dream. I mean, I, I downsized and I went on a similar heroine's journey to figure out how do I work into my life right now? And here Beth is this wonderful example of doing that in the fitness community. I mean, there's so I speak to licensed healthcare providers who have a background in fitness and health and wellness, and they can't figure out how to get this all done. And here's Beth, like two kids, postpartum. All it took, which is so important in the conversation, is someone believing in her and her believing in herself. And then all of a sudden, everything she had became of value in this new turning the pain into her passion, into her profit that we talk about so much here on this show. So 
now where that's gotten her is into her showing herself to the next generation through, again, her daughter growing up. She has a 12-year-old daughter and her having these conversations. And one thing I love about Beth's platform is that she's staying true to herself and that's a, a more conservative side of how to work it in the fitness industry. And we talk about that. And she's developed a Fit to Be Girls online course, which is 10 lessons of yummy, of, of not losing the innocence. It's not about talking about sex the whole time. It's not about talking about boys, which is basically what you get in your sex education, right? It is talking about her, the young maiden fire developing from the child you know, that, that kind of ambiguous child, which is actually a blessing in, decide, in disguise because you're, you're free to sort of play within your masculine and feminine. But then puberty hits and we're sort of boxed into this certain um, role of our body. And, and she's so beautifully developed a program. So make sure you go on the show notes, click on that because rumor has it, a little birdie told me that this um, holiday season, there might be some deals or something with getting this into your home, into your, into your family's conversation. And it's not only for you guys uh, to talk to your nine to 14 year olds or so, the target, it is actually for you. Because as we're talking, and, and, and definitely click on the live stream, the beautiful Facebook live stream that we kind of just kind of threw ourselves in because she goes over and shows you inside the course. It's for you. You have not had this information. Trust me. When you look on there, you will see. So please, please, please take the moment to not only listen in, maybe share it with your young uh, woman coming, coming into her own, maybe with, her, you know, this is the stuff that we need to even tell our boys. This is how we need to present a woman and, and her beauty and her divinity to our husbands. And so I loved our, I loved our goddess conversation. I loved every single part of it. Um, I love that she's, uh, in, in this community right now and, um, that's about it. So definitely download, take it in the car ride. I'm sure you'll be listening in. I'm, I'm, I'm debuting, debuting all of these wonderful. I just had so many goddess, wonderful chats that I had to put them all in before a little holiday break so I can honor my time with my family, walk the walk, not just talk the talk, but, um, that was really my New Yorker coming out there, right? Talk. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so so definitely, definitely, definitely thank you. And I have so much gratitude for not only the goddesses that I've had this year, because we're starting to close shop on, on, on 2017 Owning Her Health episodes, but also the opportunity to grow this into this bigger goddess wisdom mastermind, really. And um you know, so please do go on to my iTunes, Owning Her Health. Leave me a comment there because, you know, that's how I get, um, if you can subscribe, if you are enjoying these, if you could share with your sisters, that's the feminine vibe. That's the abundant mentality. That's how we get things done as women. We ask our sisters to help us rise and we rise together. And this chat is definitely an example of how that can go when you find people that believe in you and you start believing in yourself. And, and that's what I want to be bringing to the community. So if you could be of any help, definitely subscribe, definitely share this episode with any, anyone, you know, that could use it. 
And definitely leave me a review over on iTunes or leave me a comment or both it would be wonderful so that we can be sharing this conversation. I want your goddess wisdom. And that's something I'm going to really push in 2018 is getting more live chats and, and workshops going so that we can all be together literally in the same space. Um, if not at the same time, you know, time is so relative on where we are in the world and, and we have an international community here. So let's take advantage of it. This episode is also sponsored by by Mind Body Brand Academy. The 2.0 version, mindbodybrandacademy.com, is going to launch you in a network. So taking the goodness and yumminess of a year or so of learning from the of many mastermind goddesses who will be your mentors actually in this online community now. We've expanded it to delve into that personal development with modules, structured modules, guest master classes, basically bringing you into not only your purpose. Um, so many, you know, courses are trying to tell you what to do and to market and do this other thing. But if you don't know what it is you actually want, if you don't have the vision yet of that lifestyle, you're going to end up going on somebody else's gravy train and be uncomfortable. I mean, you're basically probably in there now if you're even interested in what I'm talking about and being part of this. So we take you in eight weeks into a structured move from your purpose into making that and your passion, analyzing that, moving that into a platform, a personal brand and a platform, which can then become a product or a practice or anything to market and make you a profit. So we are definitely taking that analysis paralysis, moving it into a, into a, a profit in, in eight weeks flat. You have lifetime access, so if that scares you, please do still look on the link, download your BizBliss survey, and take advantage of the fact that for a couple more days, right after basically this is launched, it's only going to be about 48 hours after this is launched, this episode, that you're going to still be able to take advantage of a huge, huge $200 discount, but it's on the thank you of that BizBliss survey. So make sure that um, you go and grab that. All right, guys, let's get into this episode. It is awesome. Episode 32 is coming your way right now. Welcome to this episode of Owning Her Health with your host, Dr. Lisa Holland, PT. Join Lisa as she starts the conversation on what it really takes to become a healthy, wealthy, and whole CEO of your life. Listen in to real talk by real lady leaders in all walks of life as they open up on personal health stories, wealth, career, and feminine abundant living. Learn how to grow by owning your body, expanding your mind, and aligning your soul with the purpose only you can pursue in this world. Happiness begins with owning her health right now. Welcome to another episode of Owning Her Health. I have a wonderful, wonderful colleague of mine, a wonderful goddess energy here, um, Beth Learn. Beth Learn is over across the country from me. She is over in the, um, are you Washington State? I am. Yeah, mm -hmm. Washington State. Um, I know she's had to deal with the fires and everything else going on over there. And um, I know she has some some health things she's working around and, and, and a launch of a wonderful program, a girls course for um, kind of targeting ages nine through 14. So I'll have her kind of introduce herself and, and tell us what she's doing because she has a whole bunch of wonderful stuff doing for women in her community and really ideas that I think 
other women's health leaders um, could really build upon with their populations and, and just women peer to peer. You know, those of you who listen to me, I'm totally into gathering your own tribe, getting your peer support, getting that trust back within yourself, with your sisters. It doesn't, and then then bringing that and connecting that into the healthcare model. So Beth, thank you so much for being on Owning Her Health. How are you today? And give us all an idea of who you are. Let us know your company and what you're doing nowadays. Well, thank you for having me. I do live in the Pacific Northwest in rural Southwest Washington state. And it was about 30 minutes north of Portland, Oregon, which might be a more familiar landmark for people. Uh, we, we were very, very close, um, have a lot of family and friends that were really close to those wildfires. So yes, that, that is a recent thing. It's really sad to see how the Columbia Gorge was affected. Um, lots of trails I was just on were, were decimated by that fire. It's really, really sad. Um, as far as my activity in the community, I, I teach a weekly class right now um, for the moms at my church. I do a, a volunteer free yoga Pilates blend type class, and I really enjoy that. I could I could do that 24-7. Nothing makes me happier than connecting women with their cores and watching those lights go off, and especially as they connect to their pelvic floor and realize, oh, I do have control, and I, I don't have to live in pads for the rest of my life. So um, as, as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about cores and strength. And I feel like my life mission is empowering women to understand that they're not designed to fall apart. Whether you believe in evolution or creation, that'd be a terrible design. It wouldn't work no matter. <laughs> so, um, you know, just reminding women that they are amazing and strong and beautiful in their own skin, just the way they are. But Hey, let's get a little stronger. Let's, let's remind ourselves that we're not meant to fall to bits and we can walk tall and we can be confident and we, we should be able to carry our kids if possible. Right. Mine are getting pretty big. I have a 12 year old girl and a nine year old boy. I launched fit to be when my son was just over two, I was still nursing him and still carrying some baby weight. But I had a good friend say, Hey, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And I was like, whatever, that's a meme on Facebook. Don't talk to me. <laughs> and he said, no, no, I'm serious. You know, I'm doing some entrepreneurial work and I, I'm kind of looking for somebody to kind of get behind. And I said, well, I would launch an online fitness site for moms and I would wear regular clothes and I would not yell at them and I would not show my cleavage in my butt crack. And I would <laughs> like just be real with them and lead workouts that they could do anytime, anywhere while their kids are napping or at four in the morning if they have to. And he goes, oh. Well, we can do that. And like within three months we were filming and then we launched October of 2010. But as I talked to all these women in my forum and we have, we have members now, he just told me yesterday, we'd, we're now in 45 countries worldwide. So that's really exciting. Um, but I kept hearing, I, I, I just want to teach this to my daughters. I don't know when the right time is to talk to her about her pelvic floor. And oh my goodness, how do I explain tampons? And I, I really want my daughter to have this information, but I don't have the words. And, and Beth, you're so good with the words. And I'm like, look, I'm just going to stick to women. I, I'm not doing girls. And that was a couple years ago when my daughter was 10. And as she has matured, She's now passed me up. Um, they do that. Says, we met at the Women and Women's Health Summit in New York. That was where we connected. And it was Dr. Julie Granger's talk on the young female athlete that just, I remember thinking, okay, people keep asking me for this girl's course. If I can get her to be a part of it, I will do it. And so at the cocktail hour they had that night, I went straight to her and I was like, okay, 
here's the deal. <laughs> I love that though. Yeah. Cause sure. Because you, you're taking, here's what you're doing. And one of the reasons why I was attracted to, you know, asking you is number one, I love that you're tried and true with your brand about it's, it's, you know, it's homey. It's bringing people into your, into your, you know, your mothering. It's, it's this the is my home. Uh, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Can we go here? Yeah, the vocation of motherhood mm-hmm. and welcoming them into that vocation, into that body, literally. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a mind body person and 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 that spirit of 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 that choice, you know, and and to yes, to sacrifice a little bit of your body and then to go back and own it. And, um, and, and I love, again, hearing that story now with, you know, connecting with Julie, Julie was on, I think she was episode 10 with mine and her courageous work with, you know, cancer and this and that, and seeing her do her with the uh, young women and then connecting with her, you know, being like, I have this mission. And, And again, that's a very feminine styled way of, 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 of owning your mission and, and making it your passion and, and, and making a profit off of it. Why not? I mean, I, <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah. Right? Um, I love that. So that's, yeah. that's great. So now you have this um, course. Tell us a little bit about the course. What's the name of the course? And, and I think, am I right with that targeting nine to 14 year olds? Yes. What's different yes. about this course? So, um, yeah, as I was saying, you know, my daughter, she starts um, getting older and she's asking me all these things and I'm getting more and more questions from my clients as I built trust with them. And, and I, once I connect with Julie and she was my linchpin, I knew I could do it. I knew I could pull this together. We've pulled together other courses we call it the fit to be girls course. Um, and it is radically different, just like everything else that Fit2Be does. Uh, we don't do anything like anybody else does. <laughs> and sometimes that makes it very difficult to be me um, because I constantly get asked, well, why are you doing it that way? And it's really hard to run ads when you're not showing cleavage, quite mm-hmm. frankly, in the fitness industry. Uh, you know, if you're not going to show your belly and you're not going to show your breasts, then you're just not going to sell as much. Uh, and that, that's really sad. But that also plays into this course is we're running it in a way that is not about sex and is not about boys. And that's been a challenge because a lot of what's out there and what people expect for female body education for these ages is, well, they might have sex. So let's teach them about sex. And, 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 and boys, boys have thoughts about them. So we need to make sure they're dressing. So boys don't have thoughts about them. And, and I look at my daughter and I don't want that for her. She's nowhere close to that. She's 12 and she's, I'm telling you, you know, your kids as a mom, right? She's just not there yet. I am not ready to watch her, to have her um, go through any type of education where they're covering all the different ways to have sex and how to use condoms because that's too many M&Ms. That's the whole bag of M&Ms. And she's ready for a small handful of M&Ms. And so this course does that. And it really focuses on the girl and saying, here's why you take care of yourself. You do it for you. You don't do it because of what boys think. We don't even talk about them. There's really one paragraph about boys in this entire 10 lesson course right now. And it is just to say, hey, you're different than boys because you are. If you identify as a female and you have female body parts, they are really different than a boy's. (laughs) And we have different hormones. We have different shaped muscle cells. And so I just kind of highlight really quickly some of those differences. But that's it. 
And it's, it's just in terms of reproduction, we talk about the organs, but we talk about all the things they do for us beyond sex, because a lot of women don't even know. And I'm hearing from mom saying, I didn't know my uterus released hormones that had to do with my overall body health. What? Right. Why did I never get told? That's the big question. <laughs> yeah. The big question, right? Yeah. And it's huge for in terms of them when it comes down to a doctor pushing them into a hysterectomy, you know, do your research on hysterectomy, ladies. It's freaky. Uh, that, the uterus, we need it. And we also talk about the clitoris. A lot of sex education courses don't include the clitoris. The clitoris, however you pronounce it. I'm on the West side, so we say everything. With- Apple, <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, and it's like, it's, we include it. Talk about it. Talk about it. However you're going to pronounce it. Yeah. And it, but we don't, so my business partner, who's a guy who has four kids of his own, I'm best friends with his wife as well. He was like, uh, how are you going to cover that and not talk about sex? Uh, and I was like, because it does things for us beyond sex. <laughs> All right, newsflash. And that's what, you know, because this course could maybe, you know, it's, it's as much for the parents and I'm saying yeah. parents, as it is for the girl. Mm-hmm. watching it and having a language there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a language of health and empowerment. It's a language of, this is your amazing part. This is what this part does when it's functioning well. And when this part is active, it does this other thing for this other part that is also so off- awesome because of how it does this other thing for these other parts. And it just really enforces the sense of connection connectiveness between the mind and body. And we also have all these principles for the girls to do. Um, there's quite a few homeschooling families that are really latching onto it because they have been searching and searching and searching for education for their kids that they can do online. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's just, it's lacking. Everything's either all about sex or it's too technical. Or there's not enough hands-on or it's all about boys and what boys think. And there's just so much frustration out there. And um, it's just been so fun to put it together. Yeah. So fun. Amazing. It sounds amazing. And, um, we'll definitely put, you know, the links to her website and we'll mention yeah. that, um, you know, where to get everything because, and the fact that this is, I, I see that you've made it very accessible to many people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not only being virtual, but the price is right and the mm-hmm. information is thorough and you're talking a lot of big things that, again, I, I think this can inform some, I'm going to be sadly saying it, but many healthcare providers. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I just still did a question over on a, on a physical therapy page by uh, one of my male colleagues, very obsessed with mobilizing and, and soft tissue mobilizations and things like that. and. Um, he was like, oh, I wasn't aware that he was like, you know, saying it sarcastically, like, oh, you know, physical therapists are taking care of reproductive health now. And I was like, well, let me open you to the world of women's health, physical therapy, like, uh, and the fact that there's harm, you know, a whole new world. And I think sometimes we assume, uh, oh, the physicians or the midwives or whoever knows so much more than even us that we might not even ask questions. So a course like yours that is is talking to me, you know, as a, as a mom, as a woman, as, you know, just mm-hmm. everything I think is so valuable. So thank you, Beth, for being that, <laughs> being 
that unicorn that you are and oh, man. out there. Because it, it is a conversation that needs to happen. And it's, it's, it's a girl's circle. It's a woman's circle. It's bringing that mm-hmm. back. And your community is that. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell me now, I, I know your background um, is, you, you've mentioned, you know, very traditional and things like that. How, how has that played into this? Or how, how has, has that conversation worked into, you know, did you ever think you're going to be doing what you're doing now? And, and the conversations you were having now and <laughs> I, wow, where do I even begin? Um, yes, I do come from a very pr- traditional home. Um, my parents have been married for 54 years. My daddy was an elder in the church. My mama was a stay at home mama. <laughs> Didn't go back to work until I was in high school. Um, you know, church every Sunday and or twice on Sunday and once on Wednesday. I mean, that's the environment I grew up in. Um, however, my parents were also quite radically different from a lot of my other friends' parents in that my parents always encouraged discussion. Our dinner time table, there was nothing off the table. We could ask anything. We could debate anything. My dad was just as quick to open up the Bible as he was to point out Quran stuff, Quran. Um, and he, I mean, just a very learned parents, very highly educated that encouraged me to educate myself. Um, I mean, my very first books I picked up, though, uh, were at the Goodwill. My mom always shopped at the Goodwill because we didn't have a lot of money. Um, And so I would go get lost in the book section. Mm. And she didn't censor what I read. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, kind of wish she had. (laughs) (laughs) I was drawn to anatomy books from a very early age. And my, my early recollections of early reading are of books on pregnancy and asking my mom a jillion questions about the female body and how it works. And well, why doesn't have that part? And well, what's this part about? And well, what's this? And she was always patient with me and, um, you know, really strong values instilled in me in an early age, but also openness of questioning and dialogue. And that really fed into, I think, just my passion for birth and babies and, and the female body, because then I went to college at Oregon State University, and I thought I was going to be a political writer. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> I did go. I did do oh, journalism. <laughs> I know. Um, but I got certified to teach group fitness when I was 18 because I took a step class in high school that I loved. I showed up in a dress to the first step class because I had no idea what to expect. Okay, literally did step in a dress my very first time. I was in love. The Look where she is now. Lady. I know. I know. And my, my mom was like, you, you, you shouldn't wear spandex. Very modest. Span- this is, this is dancing. God forbid you dance, you know, cause dancing leads to necking, which leads to petting, which leads to sex. <laughs> but I was like, mom, this is exercise. I want to do it. And besides, look, if I kick high, you can see my crotch the next day there were three pairs of spandex on my bed from the Goodwill. There you go, making it applicable <laughs> to what her real concerns were. Exactly. So I, I went to OSU and I was like, wait, OSU turned out to be one of the top five schools in the nation at the time for exercise and sports science. Uh, so within my first half year, I switched my degree and I was front of the class, every class. I was one with my arm up all the time, annoying everybody, asking all these questions. Um, and I just loved it. Man, I loved it. And Then I worked as a fitness um, facility manager when I got done with school and coordinating group fitness and taught spin cycling and Mm -hmm. step and 
group weightlifting and, and all the things, water aerobics. I've taught it all and I love all of it. And then I had kids and I became a stay at home mom myself, but I kept teaching. And it was during that time that I started realizing, wow, it really is hard to stay in shape when you're a mom. And, but I did it. And my friends were like, you need to teach other people how you do this. And that is how fit to be kind of emerged. That's beautiful. And I, and I love, and again, going with that curvy hustle, right? Because going mm-hmm. on those tangents, because the straight line of I'm a political writer, <laughs> I was so, you know, I still laugh. looking at that, I might've missed, you know, Beth might've missed a whole bunch of stuff, taking certain classes, going into certain ideals, having certain conversations. Mm-hmm. And yet the wonderful divine universe sort of knew Put you at this school that has such a mm-hmm. program, put you in touch with things that now you're able to really be a blessing for some people who might be of, of, of those mindsets and communities where, I mean, come on, how, how else are they going to go and ask about their, you know, mm-hmm. the Taurus and, 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 and vagina and breath yep. and, and have these conversations about different, because um, I know even in some of the ads for your program, Showing different varieties of things you can use, mm-hmm. tampons and the pads and, and yes. usable things. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's not like I even learned about all those things in getting you know certified in women's health coaching or women's health classes. I don't have those things. So there you yeah. are, perfect mix. I mean, it's like you, you can't you can't go off track too much if you just go with your life. Like it just keeps bringing you back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, like I said earlier, it, at first it was something I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing a girl's course. That's a lot of responsibility. That's a lot of controversy. That's a lot of mad moms. If I say something wrong, uh, and, and mad dads, it, incidentally, the course, whenever we address the parental or, uh, guardian figure, we call them guides because we respect that there might be grandparents raising these girls or there might be single dads. It might not be moms. And so I talked to the contributors. I did a lot of editing and I was like, look, we're, we're not basing anything on boys and we're not basing anything or writing anything directly to the mom. But on each lesson, there's a guide note from Beth that's expandable so they can expand. And it it says, okay, here's why I chose this contributor. Here's what this lesson is about. Here's why this lesson is here. Here's why this lesson is important. Here's what you want to watch for in your girl to know when to show her this lesson and then they can collapse it and then the, the kid can do the lesson that's when the guide thinks it's appropriate to do so many levels of thinking about your consumer and making it comfortable mm-hmm. for yeah. him or her yeah to approach this information that's because there's not one size that fits all and you know we I had a thread in my forum where I was like okay I need a little help writing about the clitoris I wanted to include all the reproductive anatomy but I wanted to do it in a non-sexual way and I'm telling you 182 comments in my forum okay and these women were going very respectful but going back and forth oh what a great time to talk about pleasure within marriage and no 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 you know young girls explore themselves and there was a lot of really good healthy dialogue back and forth there was a lot of suggestions on how to word it and i literally took chunks of what they said what these other women were saying and put them into this we did an accordion menu for that part of the course too that way if a guide is not ready for their daughter to learn about all the bits just yet, 
they can literally pick and choose what they do want her to know because I respect that that's not censorship. That's just knowing your kid, right? Yeah. The kid may not yet be ready to know all the M&Ms and giving them bite-sized pieces is very important so that we don't scare them and overwhelm them and freak them out at an early age and then make them somehow accidentally hate their bodies when we were just trying to help them. That's a true point. And I love that, um, like you said, I mean, it's not editing when you're like, it's almost, it's the idea of let's give ourselves that, that uh, respect again and that trust in ourselves to know our kids. Because I do think, I do think it was hijacked. <laughs> you know, like I do think there was a, a period where it was like made, like you need 56 books and experts uh, to tell you how to be a mom. And, uh, and how to and how to do anything and I and, and that got translated I think into some of these other conversations of like what is what is it you're supposed to be what is it you're supposed to study what is it supposed to like what is it but you know like so th- you know that's is that something that you find I guess with working with women and what you were talking about and, and maybe being more a little bit more conservative with the conversations but I mean, we're talking about, the, you know, it's, it's really being out there, being mm-hmm. able to be authentically you with mm-hmm. your body parts and your voice. You know, you spoke about your parents. I think what they gave you was a voice Yeah, and that has nothing to do. You know, sometimes the belief systems we grow up in loses our voice in that because mm-hmm. it's not fostered. Like we don't have it. We just have someone else's voice coming through. Right. <laughs> and right. No, uh, do you do you agree with that? Like, if you were, if you were, I guess, in talking to your daughter right now, how do you bring that conversation to her? Well, she brings it. She she's, a, she's a thinker. She's a thinker and an asker, just like me. Um, I mean, this little girl, and she's given me permission to share this. You know, she hasn't yet started her period. So the, the whole the lessons on periods in sport. There's a lesson on that with Dr. Julie Granger. Um, you know, there's um, but then there's a lesson on period products. And I asked her. I said, "Can you? Will you share this?" She goes, "Yeah." And mom, can we make sure that we talk about this because I think a lot of girls don't know about this. Uh, and I could not have been more proud of her in that moment. But in the video where we go through all the period products no bias. All right. It's here's that we go through cups. We go through tampons. We go through cloth pads. We go through, um, sanitary pad. We go through all the things. Okay. Um, and we're actually going to redo it because I've since gotten a few more things and learned about more things. She's the one holding the pelvis. We've got this, I got this pelvis model and, and then sometimes I hold the pelvis and then she like, you show, okay, the tampon goes in, it rusts in here. You make sure you're gentle, make sure that, you know, cups, this, and you need to, you'll need to stick a finger and you'll need to do this. And she's just so laid back about it. Um, and then we end up talking later and that's what I'm hearing the most is as parents are taking, as guides are taking their girls through this. It's not so much the course itself, it's the conversations that it sparks and then how the girls come back around later. There are a lot of taboos on what we talk about, conservative or not. There's, um, societal. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, we, we, we don't, we don't talk about that. You know, we don't, we don't potty talk. We don't potty talk. And man, I struggle with that one. Or like what, just, just a little girl. I mean, the first, what's the first thing you hear when you're going to wear that first skirt to school? That's too short. And cross your legs. Like, yeah. (laughs) Which, okay. But I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like all this, like, you don't even know what you're crossing sometimes. Like, you're like five years old and you're like, don't even realize, like, 
Yeah, I want to do cartwheels. What's the problem? Yeah. Well, and that, and that also begs the question of, I mean, as a mom buying my daughter clothes versus buying my son clothes, why are all the shorts so short? Yeah. Why are they all so short? I hear like, you. Why is there a heel at seven years old? Yeah. Who is setting my kid up? Why is my kid being set up? Like, I'm sorry, I'm not buying that. <laughs> it is tough. And I think, you know, probably some people may be listening to this again. I mean, if you've gone through it and you have a daughter and you're bringing her up, you see it. But some people that maybe their daughters are a lot older and it wasn't like that, or even they have, they've chosen not to have children or they couldn't have children. And they, it's almost like you don't even notice. But try walking through an aisle, you know, just make yourself walk through the aisles of of the of the children's clothing store and and try to buy something for someone <laughs> and it, it is yeah. tough because it's almost like blended so much of um the cultural norm being like one thing as opposed to the spectrum and i think right. that's sometimes why we have this problem with like masculine feminine you know it's almost like so confusing i'm all for mm-hmm. us having so much opportunity now but it yeah. makes it confusing. It really yeah. kind of does make the conversations confusing about our, you know, the differences. And it's almost like the more information that's out there, the less they want to teach in schools or the less, you know, the more like mm-hmm. more, more or less parents want to talk about it. It's as if they're saying, well, it's out there. They'll find it. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah. And it's like, yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, you know what? They'll figure it out. It's normal for them to experiment. They'll figure it out they'll, they'll make their own way. And I'm going, well, hold on. Yeah. Okay. But we're still responsible for them. We really are. And I feel that burden. Um, and and to me, it's not, again, not a burden of censorship, not a burden of sheltering, but my, my daughter does still have a ton of innocence and I don't want to destroy that any sooner than I have to. She doesn't need to learn all the words just yet. Her body, yes. I want her to know as much as she can about her body. But does she need to know about every war right now? Does she need to know about all the ways she could be molested just yet? She doesn't have to know that. If she knows her body and she knows her parts, then if something happens and her and I have an open conversation, my hope and prayer is that we will be able to talk through that. So it's like equipping her. Know enough that it's not hers or not yes because those situations you spoke of unfortunately we talk about the incident that might happen but we don't necessarily maybe allow for that self-exploration where somebody could be maybe making different choices when they're Mm -hmm. certainly feeling certain ways or in certain situations again coming back to you know your own voice and I think that speaks to the level of a you know our inherent um you know matriarch that mm-hmm. we have in us that knows, you know, mm-hmm. he knows already and, and she's not age dependent. You know, I kind of say, I feel like we kind of get birthed with all of these forces. And, you know, when you're talking about your daughter speaking up, you know, that's our fire. And she gets to remind you of mm-hmm. that fire in you, because I think as moms, sometimes with the focus of give, 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 we forget to light our own flames and they get yeah. defeated. And we see that physically maybe by menopause and then the wisdom at the end gets lost because we're so damn exhausted. We don't want to see anything. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and that, and that, that is something that, I mean, so many of my clients are just exhausted. And, and I think that plays into their desperate desire for help 
like I, I need help. I, I need somebody to, else to spell out how do I move right now? I don't even know how to move. I don't know where to begin. I know I can put myself back together, but I don't even know. We've lost that knowledge. I know it used to be part of our culture of womanhood. Women used to rally around other women, helping them give birth, helping them recover, helping them take care of their babies in all cultures worldwide. And that was lost in the last couple hundred years. And it's tragic. And, and, and now they're also like, I, I, I want to change this for my daughter, but I don't know how. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure I know how, but I just did it. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Hey, you don't know, I, you don't know. <laughs> you got to just do, and then you'll yeah. figure it out. That's, you know, it's, putting one foot in front of the other. People come and they say, how did you do this? How did you build this? One day at a time, one choice at a time. Every day I do something. Every day I, I just do one thing, whether it's writing a little something. Maybe I do 10 things because often that one thing spirals and becomes bigger and I get more ideas. I get the creative juices flowing. There are some days I don't do anything. I've been dealing with a neck injury. I'm doing a lot better right now. I'm going to be having surgery next week. Um, and so I am already looking ahead at that resting time and protecting that resting time and um, knowing I'm probably going to have a lot of creative ideas during that time. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, that's another thing. It's like go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And again, that is something without uh, having maybe enough models of that. I, yeah. You know, if, if you're only told to do it the way of the patriarchy or what the model was, which mm -hmm. was very masculinized in, in my experience of looking at things, I mean, we're still fighting for that, you know, yeah. whatever CEO title to be equal. But, um, if you only see that, like, I, I always say, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't think men necessarily, all of them are against certain things. I just, no. if you don't see it in your mother, you don't see it in your wife, you don't see it in society, what that thing is that people mm -hmm. are asking for. And if women don't own it to then be able to reflect it and show their men, show mm -hmm. other women, show their daughter, you know, their sons and their daughters, we're just not communicating. No, we're not. And, and I, I do think having a boy and, uh, I am also married to a very manly man mm -hmm. <laughs> hunting. He's hunting right now in Montana. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know, he's the red beard and yeah. he's awesome. He is so supportive. I don't really give him a choice though. <laughs> I do my thing. I have, I don't ask his permission and I, it, my mom, um, my mom would discuss things with my dad and, and, and she didn't work. So there was a budget, but she had her money that he, that she could, and she spent it how she wanted to. And she, and I would watch her dig in her heels. If he ever questioned how she spent her money back then, $500 to feed and clothe six people every month. Mm. Okay. Clothes, food, uh, all the extras. You know how to be a CFO. I mean, so many women don't realize you are learning when you're, uh, you know, when you decide the vocation of motherhood, you are very much a oh. more. Yeah. And so, uh, and I, I have some friends who they complain that their husbands domineer them, but then they're, but then they feed into that by constantly asking and constantly second guessing themselves. And, and, and I just don't know. And I, I need to support. And I, I just the other day told a friend who's dealing with a massive birth injury who really needs to sue her doctor. Mm. I don't need to give any more info than that. Yeah. 
that she needs to talk to a lawyer. And she's like, I, I, you know, I just really need the support of my husband and he's just not sure we should do it. And I was like, we, you, what you no? I was speechless. I, I stuttered for a full minute. Uh, <laughs> and it's a safety thing though, right? It's like, a, um, I think one of the, the negatives of losing that sort of sister to sister support you were speaking of is that right. Mm-hmm. The courage and conviction to own mm-hmm. my own body and the fight for it, I'm making over it. Um, you know, it's just losing that confidence. And even as, you know, I, I've had those periods where I'm not good at something and I'll like turn to my husband. Yeah. I don't know why I'm assuming he's better at it. I've been in error many times. <laughs> but, well, better or just oh, really right, helpful. Now, yeah, I think like you're saying, like it's it, you, you have to pick the right partners. Like mm-hmm. this goes back to, again, owning yourself enough as a, as a young woman to mm-hmm. make the decisions of who you are going to go on this life's journey with, because maybe you do want that person that mm-hmm. if you do do that, for whatever reason, reverts it back to you and says, well, I don't know, babe, what do you think? Mm-hmm. You know what, what? Because you need that. You need the bulk. You need the flow both ways. Right. That's why I think it's such a, it's, a, it's about finding that mix, you know, no mm-hmm. person, no woman, is all the feminine no man is all the masculine yeah no we don't know that in ourselves and we don't massage each of those things with you know when you say uh being more uh, aggressive if i had to be Mm -hmm. is something you would do for like mama bear no problem you know be okay with that because you're, Mm -hmm. you're you're seeing all your pieces and a lot of that i think gets christened at puberty but if you're allowed to, and I think a lot of that, you know, and in each stage, each of these major milestones, whether you're birthing a career or you're birthing a, a business or you're birthing a child or a family are almost times to check in for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have likened starting fit to be as having another child and my husband has too. He's like, it's like this other child. It's, yeah. Um, and it's gone through phases of being an unruly toddler. And right now it's, it's a irritable teenager. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of work. Um, with having a boy and a girl, what you're saying about um, this puberty time to reinforce her power as a young woman, um, it's my son is very, very alpha. So is my daughter. And uh, they go head to head, and I do a lot of double talk, and it's really fascinating to hear. I listen to myself because I'm like, son, you can't talk to a girl that way. I try to actually generalize with both of them. Right? You can't talk to a girl that way. She can make up her own mind. You don't get to yell at her because she doesn't want to play Legos with you. That's her choice. <laughs> and I'm hoping, like, please let this cross over one day. <laughs> And, and then, but with Petra, I'm like, Hey, um, honey, you promised him you would play Legos. You don't get a mess with his head that way. When you, when you say something and you'd be able to follow through, you are allowed to say no, you are allowed to change your mind, but you still need to think through what you're saying to boys because they are very single-minded. And if you tell them, yes, they're going to think yes for the next five years. So be careful with your yes, because it really, really matters. And it's like, because I, I'm very aware of this. My son came out of me roaring and he has not stopped. He really, he is a classic 
boy, he is. <laughs> yeah, it's like the textbook. You got yeah, he, he really does think that I should wait on him hand and foot, even though I have never done that. And just this morning, I was like, what? No, I am not your maid. Get up and get it yourself. When have I ever? Right. <laughs> and he's like, but, well. <laughs> but it's like, to the, you know, if you look at the science on epigenetics and cultures and the, and again, going back to that energy of like, it stuck in our cells. Yeah. You know, are tangents that, and, and denying that, like working mm-hmm. that out, part of living yeah. is, is, is working that out, you know, right. the stuff maybe that doesn't work anymore. Well, and going back to what you said too, about like, we, we're not all male or female. A lot of females don't realize, a lot of women don't realize we have testosterone hormone. Right. And when that gets out of whack, we do get more aggressive. We get acne. I mean, then there's women who take testosterone to bulk up when they're in bodybuilding competitions. Mm-hmm. And that's why hormone therapy plays a role in gender switches and all that. It, it really does affect our bodies. And and um, we're not 100% just estrogen. <laughs> we have a bunch of other ones, not just estrogen right. and testosterone happening. And, and, and as an aside too, my husband has never bossed me. He is the greatest. I mean, seriously, he should write a book on how to be an awesome partner. Because So I'm looking at my son going, where on earth did you get this from? Because he's not, he's not learning it from his dad. <laughs> He might actually be learning it from me. (laughs) Right. He's modeling the masculine in his mom. (laughs) Maybe. really making a go of it with his testosterone. So (laughs) Uh, maybe I've empowered him too. But I could swear, like, he seriously, the kid was born that way. Like, if he was hungry. I I had one too. I had one that was moving all around. I saw him on his nine-week ultrasound with these little arms, like this grain of rice. with these, And I said, oh, my God, this guy. And he hasn't stopped since. So I... I feel you. But one thing yeah. I do, um, I know we're, we're kind of coming to the end. I, I want I wanted to make sure that um, we talk about two things. Number one, finishing that conversation about you're saying like having the boy and the girl really is a blessing because oh, you're yeah. able to really appreciate, like you said, that double talk and, and, and the communication, uh, your own words. Um, you know, there's, there's a, in, in yogic philosophy, there's like a Devi or a goddess of speech. And it's that mm-hmm. like listening to those words and the power she has and her power is to slay or to, mm-hmm. you know, create this, this whole wonderful community through that one, you know, the word and the Bible says that, right? Bible yeah, it does. The tongue has the power of life and death. Yep, exactly. And it's the same, it's the same concept, no matter which yep. way. We need to be mindful of our work, but that that's one thing, but I want to make sure that everybody knows where can we find you, Beth? Where's the best way to connect with you? Um, especially if we're wanting this program or if we're just listening to you and saying, Oh my gosh, that woman is talking my talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you can find me on fit to be.com. No E F I T the number two, the letter B, um, or fit to be.us. Um, we were, we were too poor when we started to get the .com, so we started with the .us, and for a long time, we were known as Fit to Be Us, which I think is kind of great, um, and we have a lot of e-courses. Um, I'm a prolific writer. I, sometimes I wish I could shut it off for a while. I'm on Facebook under Fit to Be Tummy Safe Fitness, and that just speaks to how um, oh, we have over 200 workouts that we provide to our members, um, aside from our e-courses, and they're all pelvic floor and diastasis aware because every woman who's postpartum 
is dealing with pelvic floor and diastases on some level at some point. And once she's dealt with those things, even if she rehabs them, she's going to always need to be mindful of those areas in her body. So I just bring in kind of a different style of cueing, but we still work really hard. Um, and also Instagram fit to be studio and Twitter fit to be. So I'm kind of everywhere with that fit to be. So just remember yep. my teeth number two with the B. Yes. Here's, oh, my, my, here's my mug. It's probably backwards. <laughs> um, so definitely check Beth out. Beth, this was such a great conversation, and I could just talk forever, which is probably why I have a podcast, because I just want to talk. I, I want to keep the conversations going with just all these wonderful, amazing women who have, again, flipped their pain, made it their passion, and... Yeah. And are making it work and are and are through their story. I mean, how many, I mean, that's one of the most deepest spiritual studies, no matter where you're reading spirit mm -hmm. from, it's that yeah. struggle and that personal story is not to be hidden. It's to right. be shown. And, right. and, and no matter, and, and, and your work is to kind of find a way to communicate it. And I think you're doing that really great. So I thank you so much for being on here. Any last words of wisdom, I guess, or even thinking mm -hmm. about yourself with how you've learned, let's say if we were 10 years in the future and we were talking to Beth, what would be some of those words you would hope that that level of Beth, that, that woman there could be able to tell you? Hmm. Oh, that's such a good question. What's running through my mind right now that I want to last through my whole life and my whole career is that um, brokenness can be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, like you said, it, spirit is spirit and truth is truth. Um, that the divine never wastes a hurt. That, that what maybe was intended for evil can be used for good. And we can flip anything. It's all about perspective and it's all about choosing. Yeah, how we see ourselves, how we see others, um, and waking up each day and doing that one thing that's going to bless and benefit your business, your body, your family, your community, your world. There you go. That sounds beautifully of having it all. And it's not going to ever look like everyone else's all either. No, it's never going to look like anybody else's. <laughs> So like get that vision board out and make it your own. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Beth, so much for being on. Everyone, thank you so much thank for being here for another great episode of Owning Her Health. Great because we get women together just con conversing, bringing their smarts, bringing their talents, bringing their unicorn, bringing themselves, their pain, and everything else. I really, truly appreciate everyone who shares in these. If this is anything that feels like, you know, something one of your sisters needs, Please share it and, and, and let her know that it's out there. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you for listening into this episode of Owning Her Health with Dr. Lisa Holland, PT. To learn more about her personal and professional development service, visit her online at drlisahollandpt.com.